Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris and we are listening to the f- a live recording of the first cut from George Harrison's 1979 album George Harrison and it's time again for us to go under the microscope and look at yeah. Love Comes to Everyone. Yeah, that was live from Yokohama Arena. We played played it a couple times on that J- Japanese tour. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because we were looking back at our songs under the microscope and we noticed we have not done a George solo tune yet. So you and I both were just tossing around ideas and then this one came up pretty quickly uh, based on one of the cover versions I was listening to recently, which we'll hear. Uh, but it, it just it came up and we had a good discussion about it and we thought it'd be fun to take a look at this tune because <clears throat> something I think you miss now with in the age of Spotify and streaming and all that, you can miss the order of, al- of songs on an album. And yeah, yeah, and this this particular song really has always stood out to me as a great opening track for an album. And yeah, just the first strum there of the first gu- right. guitar strum is like, oh, here we go. Yeah, here, yeah. Here we go with a, a great George album. And I really love uh, George Harrison. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I spin it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Here I, I found a pretty good used vinyl copy of it. And mm-hmm. Just been flipping that back and forth. <laughs> yeah. A lot of great, a lot of great tracks on it, but uh, a lot of this great one... tracks and and also it was kind of a the 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 latter part of the seventies was pretty good musically for George at least if you're looking at uh, thirty three and a third and then this album uh, coming pretty closely thereafter uh, yeah. some some good tunes and he seems uh, the way I saw it described as on this album and on this song definitely it's like he's playing for himself he's not trying to be a rock star. He's not trying to impress anybody. He's just got people together making music that's really upbeat, lively, positive. Uh, and, you know, if it's a hit, great. If not, I don't need a hit. I'm fine. So Deep in his mode of working at Friar Park and just having whoever he has over, yeah. over and then, you know, hey, let's make this let's make this song very relaxed we recently rewatched that uh, documentary so it really put me in the mind of like how relaxed a lot of the work was at the at the friar park recording sessions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah in the with the martin scorsese movie living in the material world uh you, you get a little glimpse into the this period because olivia george and olivia had just had danny so he's now a father for the first time mm-hmm. and sounds very content on this album. It's, there's a, I mean, we're not talking about the album necessarily, but the, the song that starts out the album is kind of a good indicator of what the rest of the songs sound like. Uh, it's very, very relaxed and positive. Speaking of, uh, documentaries. Yes. Uh, recently there was, uh, that HBO documentary about, um, Eric Clapton. Right. Right, which got and, kind of mixed uh, reviews, I think, from what people were saying. 
Well, it was odd they t- they cut out a good portion of his career. That's... I mean, guys like you and me really want to dig into Forever Man, yeah, and, uh, you know, and see what see what's going on with Forever Man we, we like, we, and stuff know. like that. But it sort of jumped from the end of the seventies to when his when his son mm-hmm. died, and left out a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but I, I found it interesting, and there was a lot about him and George in it. Oh, okay. Um, and of course, uh, I'm bringing him up because yes. he plays on this song. Exactly. So, right off the bat on this tune, we should say it was thought of to be a single from the album. Uh, it, it, initially, it was going to be a single first, but they picked Blow Away instead. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is still a pretty good tune and has some commercial sound to it. And they it put it on released, best, best yeah. of Dark Horse. So. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. But, yeah, you were saying, so EC uh, starts out the tune, and I, I plays about three notes. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, there's not much to it. Well, it's not it's not the biggest feature for EC, but it it is a pretty big feature for somebody else. Oh yes, and uh, I think we'll we'll have to tell you who's on keyboard. There's only way one way to introduce who's on keyboard, <laughs> and that's musically. Yes, yeah, so. of course, uh, Steve Winwood. Right, and that that yeah. was something that made this album really stand out. Is George got the help of a couple of people uh, to help on this album. Russ Teitelman, the producer, who produced a lot of really big hits in the uh, late seventies, uh, and then Steve Winwood, of course, who plays that uh, mini Moog solo on this yeah. tune and on the... very distinctive i had to play while you see a chance because it's so distinctive yeah. of course the arc of a diver album you hear it a lot and and that's right in this era of like yep. 78 79 80 and like uh, uh, uh you don't really hear it anywhere else or any no. by anybody else ever except for the steve so yep. when once it pops up on this song you you kind of like oh i know who this is you'll know who it is yeah exactly <laughs> So, yeah, in addition to Steve Winwood, we have uh, Willie Weeks, who played on a lot of George albums on bass. We have uh, Andy Newmark on drums and Neil Larson on keyboards, who came over from uh, with uh, Russ Teitelman. Yeah, so a pretty good little group there. When we listen to this song, uh, in some of our previous episodes, you and I have talked about how John's music from the 70s sounds like Saturday Night Live tunes uh and <laughs> yeah. you know the, to me this song sounds very 70s but not in the same way uh i don't i don't it's more i don't want to say disco-y but is that am i sort of in the right ballpark uh maybe maybe a little yeah maybe uh, the ballpark yeah and it's not <laughs> and it's not not a disco tune but it's got kind of a like the flange sound a little bit dancey yeah. sound from that time period so well, uh, uh, you know, from the uh, I mean, mine, George Harrison. Yeah, 
Uh, George said that love comes, comes to everyone. I started in the autumn of 77, wrote the lyrics in 78. The tune was inspired by a Roland guitar effects pedal. Aha, okay, so there it is, yeah. Yeah, so sort of, uh, yeah, there is heavy effects on, I mean, obviously with the Moog and yeah, yeah. all of that, but uh, uh, yeah, it's very of their era uh, effects on this song, but it doesn't sound dated to me. No, 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 I don't think so either. And part of it, I think, is the... George's songwriting style uh, is really back here. It's not uh, when we when we talked about extra texture. It was kind of a lot of slow tunes that were meandering and uh, kind of lifeless at times. Uh, Dark Horse, he had his singing problems. So this, it, it's like he is fresh again here. And, yeah, yeah, much more melodic and more interesting musically too. So uh, we can start. You want to start with the lyrics first? Yeah, the lyrics are pretty pretty sh- short uh, <laughs> on lyrics. Uh, go do it. Got to go through that door. There's no easy way out at all. Still, it only takes time to love. It comes to everyone. For you who it always seems blue, it all comes and never rains, but it pours. And still, it only takes time to love. It comes to everyone. I think he's saying throughout this song, and he says something that's never changing, something that's never aging, that like you've always got love yeah 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 you just that you, you just not are not aware of it at, at times mm-hmm. and 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 all you got to do is sort of tap into it pretty simple yeah pretty simple yeah. message very positive message so it's true it can only happen to you all there knocking it will open wide and it only takes time to love comes to everyone yeah so that's the whole song that's yeah, the pretty simple. lyrics and like we said you know he just had his son. Um, he says in the book, the lyrics are very optimistic. Uh, and he, he, it seems like he always writes uh, on Harry, Harry Krishna paper. <laughs> he, there's the, I, this is from I Me Mine. You can see his handwriting here. And then at the end, uh, it's like Harry Krishna. Well, that, that <laughs> maybe that uh, raises another question then. So is the love coming to everyone, is that the love from... Hare Krishna, or is it just more generic, general love among people? I don't know. I, I, I interpret it sort of more generic uh, yeah. among people kind of thing. Yeah, I do too. Less of a, a, a... I mean, everything he writes is a little spiritual. Relatively simple lyrics. Yeah, and I would also say the music is fairly straightforward too. There's a couple of things I'd want to point out. Uh, and actually, in the way you read the lyrics, or is it points out something. To me, the song seems like it's very circular and it's very always flowing, uh, like it, it keeps going. And there was the lyric, uh, uh, "Knock!" Right before "Knock," I think uh, you you combine the end of the bridge into the verse again. Yeah, so it's a, it's so true. It can happen to you all there. Knock and it will open and wind. Yeah, and it'll it's sort of like he's putting emphasis, uh, like he's stringing the the verses together and yes. or the the stanzas together yes. Yes. rather than them being sort of like a real easy rhyming scheme. Exactly, you know? it's more kind of conversational in some ways, and I think that's reflective in the music because it seems very circular and it's kind of always moving forward uh it also starts on a minor chord and that is it's very prominently 
and a, on a minor chord uh, at the beginning. And so it takes a while because of that for me uh, to get to what we call cadential closure, cadential arrival, to actually get the title of the song. It takes a while to get there. And you have to go through a lot of chords. And, and then when you get love comes to everyone, it's very, oh, you can breathe. And uh, it's kind of nice. Uh, wait till well, wait till we hear some of these cover version arrangements. Oh, maybe. okay, they're gonna mess it up. I'm sure. <laughs> Get different it'll take it'll on be it. even weirder. Ooh, excellent. So. <laughs> yeah, so that so that uh, it starts out not in the home home key. Uh, it starts out a little bit we call off tonic. Uh, so mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I like the coda is pretty interesting. It's very long. And it's a lot of guitar soloing. George is kind of scatting with himself on the guitar. Yeah, which reminds me of my favorite jazz guitarist of all time is George Benson. And he was known, especially at that time, he had his big on Broadway and uh, he was really big in the late 70s, Breezin. And that kind of guitar singing and playing uh, scatting uh, was really big at that time. So George getting into it. Uh, I also like the major, major seventh chord that's in there. Some nice, sweet-sounding 70s chords. Yeah. Uh, Willie Weeks plays some pretty good bass uh, riffs at the end, kind of walking bass and uh, gets into it. So I think the things that stand out are the minor chord, the the, the idea that it's always flowing, uh, the slide guitar, the long coda with the scatting, and uh, this is some pretty tasty guitar licks and tasty chords. So uh, good, good bright opener for the album. Yeah, and like I said, great album, a lot of great songs on it, and uh, a lot of energetic songs on it. Even the softer uh, songs are, are there are a couple just so beautiful ballads yeah. on it, and some and some real uh, peppy songs like blow away and faster great tune if you believe so Mm -hmm. so overall just a great album and and uh what what a great great song to open it yeah absolutely so not everybody loved this song no you were gonna say there was a a reviewer not like it richard ganell from all music says love comes to everyone is a depressing choice to lead off the album i don't find it depressing no not at all (laughs) but he described it as a treadmill tune with greeting card verses <laughs> greeting card verses <laughs> yeah so i guess so, uh yeah not everybody's on the same page no no not at all <laughs> so maybe maybe you feel like that out there listener but but i like it and dave likes it so yes. we're we're thumbs up on it Another person who liked it enough to yeah. put it on his 2005 album Back Home is uh, Eric Clapton. So let's hear uh, Eric Clapton's Love Comes to Everyone. Out of 
Well, Dave, you're a big EC fan. Oh yeah, I always have been, and I think the, the all that slide guitar on there is probably a nice tribute to George. Uh, all the different layers and kind of the textures of the guitar sounds really good on there, and it's got a nice, pretty similar. Yeah, there's feel. even extra texture on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Read all about it. Yeah. Uh. So nice cover version, very similar to the original. Well, as you imagine, there's not a whole ton of cover versions of of some of these uh, solo songs when we get into the solo catalogs. But but if anyone's going to find them, it's going to be Chris. So <laughs> that's right. There are two different Brazilian covers oh. of uh, of this song. Uh, this one's in English. Uh, but it's a choral piece that was played in two concerts in honor of George Harrison by Trio Amaranto uh, and other uh, Brazilian musicians. This was from 2002. So let's hear this from Trio Amaranto. So there's Trio Amaranto. What do you think of that, Dave? Very mellow. Very mellow. Very <laughs> Like something I would expect to hear in a Starbucks or something. I'd hear, <laughs> yeah, like hear that in the, the coffee house track. Uh, but nice. So they add some nice harmonies and I uh, like the kind of feel to it. It works well as a Brazilian style. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they get that Brazilian feel. In right, it. right. Uh, a big, big Brazilian uh, musician, a singer for many years, Zizi Posse. Zizi Posse. And in, in her uh, 1983 album, uh, I cannot pronounce what this album is. <laughs> you don't speak Portuguese? <laughs> pra sempre e mais um dia. Ah, very good. That's not too bad. That's not, not bad. too bad. Not bad. Uh, but it's, it's in Portuguese, though. Hmm. O amor 
Vimpracada um. Apologies to any Portuguese speakers for that. But uh, here we go. Let's let's hear a version from Zizi Posse. version so who, that was what's her name again zizi posi yeah p-o-s-s-i okay yeah i we were remarking on the very distinctive 80s guitar sound effects on that uh that track but uh <laughs> but kind of works well in portuguese yeah. yeah i like it yeah i do too i do too so not many so. covers of this tune which is no i guess not surprising but doesn't mean it's a bad tune or anything so uh thumbs up the word love comes to everyone yeah and uh i think it's honestly very honestly it's not my favorite song in the album no but it's a good album so that's what i was gonna say is if you if you like this tune you've not heard the whole album george harrison definitely give it a spin uh i think you'll enjoy it and we're gonna we've decided we'll do a review of it uh, sometime probably in the anniversary which would be next year so we'll uh, yeah. give it a try but yeah it's got some great great tunes and uh i wish ec had a little more of a role here i think i counted three notes but uh, <laughs> they're played with feeling <laughs> i guess so uh, <laughs> but anyway well well, as always, we'll uh, uh, go out with the full version on, on these uh, songs under the microscope. Uh, really dig in, listen to, uh, see if you can see if you can tell if it's Steve Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, it's kind of like on that Ringo, that recent Ringo album when suddenly the talk box came in and we all knew who that was with peter frampton just kind of yeah yeah this (laughs) this is the same thing he just he plays one note you know you know who it is yeah (laughs) and of course uh, george harrison doing his best george benson uh, impersonation towards the end there so (laughs) 
Uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time here on I've Got a Beatles podcast. <laughs>